should you decide to accept it. Volume 2, 2021, your mission, starting with MF Doom this time. You guys have had a good holiday break and listened to a crap ton of MF Doom over the last few weeks working on this album. R.I.P. Man. Yeah, R.I.P. Doom. Yeah, that was, that was a big surprise. Not only that it was gone, but, that, but it happened months ago and they managed to keep it quiet for a while. Uh, so good on that. Um, yeah. That was not surprising at all to me from the standpoint of the secrecy aspect of it. Yeah. The guy's famous for sending doubles to do shows and interviews. The number of, like, handful of interviews he, like, has done or, like, little treasures. Yeah. And he wears a mask, right? So I think that probably means something in the grand scheme of things. He's, he's probably not trying to reveal a lot. And so that, that was a choice. But it still struck me, man. It still struck me because I've been listening to Doom, like, for damn near 20 years. And, okay, I will say this. I wasn't in from the ground floor. Like, I'm not gonna lie. The first thing I ever heard by Doom was Operation Doomsday. I didn't hear it when it came out. It was like super, super underground. I can't, it was a totally underground indie label thing. And the first thing I heard was it's, it's a track on Doomsday that it speeds up and slows down. I think it's with MF Grimm. I can't remember the name of it. It's still not my favorite. And I was like, okay, this is an interesting idea. Speed up the song, slow it down, whatever. But it didn't work. It sounded bad to me. And I, so probably months went by before I heard Doom again at a party. So like up until then, I was like, nah, this shit's weird. Like he's like rhyming off beat and this shit, this like weird experiment didn't work. And then just, you just start absorbing like all the stuff on Doomsday and there's so many cool songs interesting samples dense lyrics uh weird flows then you have the whole like comic book angle the dr doom stuff all the little skits and like the cartoon samples and things like that and so that's when that's when you realize okay this is like a vision it's like a very specific vision and he just went with it and it worked it found an audience in spite of everything. And so that's such yeah. a cool story. I love those kinds of stories of people just being fucking weird and then just chipping away, staying true to themselves, and eventually other weird people find them and connect with yeah. them. And, and this, the internet helped out, of course, but... So I wasn't in, on, I wouldn't say I was in on the ground floor. Yeah, I yeah. Actually, I wasn't either. I know for a fact that I've heard Danger Doom on Adult Swim, but never really connected that to like, oh, this is an album that someone put out that you could go listen to. I just thought it was like show music. Mm-hmm. And then it later took, I think years ago, Chris was like, oh, food is really good. You should listen to that. So it's the one thing, the one thing I can credit him for is that one. That's the, only, then, that's the um, only thing you can credit him for? Musically, okay. just that one. Nice. Um, but going through all of it, though, and I liked that album then, 
and I pretty much love everything that uh, Danger Mouse has ever done. So like Danger Doom is just so perfect. I just love everything about it. And then I went down, I went, I spent a lot of time listening to the instrumentals and the, the herbs and spices. The special herbs. And it was just geeking me because they're like Fenugreek. Like they all had food names. <laughs> it was just, yeah. It was and those samples, um, we'll, we'll get yeah. into it later, but those samples, man, holy shit. Um, He's so underrated but, as a beat maker. The other thing though, so I, I was late to it, but, and I got through, I think, a lot of the catalog. I didn't get all the way through whatever. I think I'm missing one thing at least that Lewis has, maybe. But I went all the way through all the Doom stuff, through like the album he put out after he got to England, um, which one of them on there has actually become a, a sleeper favorite. Ryman Slang is pretty good. Mm -hmm. That one is really good. But I think, I don't know if I was, I don't, I guess I was surprised. It seems weird to say, because this year I'm not surprised to hear that anyone dies because COVID, right? Like people are just dying yeah. and it's just a famine. Yeah, no doubt. But this one, I think it it just hit harder because it was just like, oh, why? Like he wasn't that old. He wasn't that old. And I assume maybe COVID, but Reddit seems to suggest not that it was some other medical condition. Yeah. But I just thought it was really sad because number one, he was cool as shit and uh, I'm sad about it. But also because his kid just died like a few years ago and so his wife has just got to be having a Dude, tough time. tragedy in his life, man. That's the other and thing. And his brother, his brother died Very famously, when he was right? younger. So yeah. Yeah. So. Shit, what a rough like decades for them, plural, you know? It's a crazy story. It's a crazy story. I think a lot of people don't even really understand either, right? Like there, he had a whole chapter in hip hop before that's crazy in some ways it's like the it's like the classic i don't know it's the classic sort of hero story plus like maybe some immigration troubles at the end but you know what i mean just like he went and got got some they had a record deal he was on like a big hit hip-hop single and then his brother died and every, he had the drama with the record label everything went to hell he went underground <laughs> disappeared for a while and when he came back different, like Dr. Doom, I don't know, it's so cool. Like, uh, just the whole concept of it and the whole kind of plan of it, the story of it. I feel like that's a big reason why people connected with Doom. His music is cool, his lyrics are amazing, but that to me is like the extra something that connects, I feel like. And also, yeah. I mean, if any of that stuff hadn't happened, would he, would he have been become Doom? I don't, yeah, that's a yeah, great question. No. I, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't, Ryan, Ryan, what do you think? KMD was big. I, I don't know if it would have been the same. Like you said, that K, like Subrock dies, KMD dissolves, Doomalay disappears, right? Mm -hmm. That reemergence of MF Doom really kind of made the remainder of his career because it's all about like, alternate personas and kmd was he was much more like straightforward and like in front of the audience so yeah I, I don't know if it would have been the same like it would have been more tribe called quest like i don't like, you know see i don't know because like to me so kmd i put for me like mentally i put kmd in like brand nubian poor righteous teachers let me think here leaders of the new school and a bunch of those other like five percenter hip-hop groups from the late 80s early 90s so their second album sounds different if you listen to it it's called black bastards but 
I put them all in that space where they were on that vibe lyrically and then a lot of the same sounding beats, sort of the James Brown samples and stuff like that. And I don't know, if you think about the people that kind of made it big from that scene later in hip hop, it's a handful. Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes was in Leaders of the New School and he got big. And then if you want to say maybe Lord Jamar and Sadat X, maybe you could say that. But that's that's about it really. No one got big because after that came like Nas and Biggie and then the West Coast stuff started really being popular and and then it was Puffy. So I don't know, was there even space for them to come back in that kind of iteration? I don't even know. I don't know. I, I think I think it's an amazing story. Like he didn't just come back. He didn't do the Busta Rhymes thing. Busta Rhymes, he had this like kind of crazy personality and weird rap style and then he changed evolved a little bit with the times he did not do that he went weirder and i respect him. yeah of course like that that return career was completely different direction and yeah ryan when ryan when did you get into i don't even remember this like when did you get into doom how did you get into doom so I probably came, I probably had a copy of Operation Doomsday and didn't know it for a while. I think the first thing that I found, like if I'm trying to remember, was probably Vaudeville Villain, like that persona. I think that album was the first Doom album I bought. I don't know where I heard it. And then came back to Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, like, like I was trying to pinpoint the time frame, and it's like when Mad Villainy dropped, I was well aware of Doom. It had to be Vaudeville Villain, and then went back to Doom. And I guess I got a copy of it from you. I, I don't know. So I, my peak Doom fanhood, I think, would have been 2003, 2004, 2005, like that time. Yeah, I think 2004 into 2005 is probably his strongest run. Like that mad villain, and then the mm, food. <laughs> that yeah. that shit was just and then, like he and was then just Danger like, Doom. He was like king and into yeah. Danger and, Doom and a bunch of the other stuff. Like, right? Danger Doom had no business being as good as it is. It's a tie-in. Uh, in, it's a branded right. corporate tie-in. It's, yeah, it's like Adult Swim dropped a mixtape, except they managed to get. Danger Mouse to produce the whole thing and Doom to do 90% of the raps on it. Yeah. And uh, it kills. It has, I will argue, it has maybe one of his funniest tracks, which is Vats of Urine. <laughs> yeah. Vats of Urine is maybe the funniest Doom track, like line for line. Maybe we should talk and, Danger Doom because I have a lot of thoughts there. Because that, that to me, okay, first thing is for me, it's not my favorite Doom. I, I like it. There's a bunch of songs on there I like, and it's funny, and it's an incredibly witty doom. It's, it's it is a really like witty sharp doom to take shows like Perfect Hair Forever <laughs> and make a rhyme out of the plot of Perfect Hair Forever. It's, it's really tricky thing to do. It's, it's not an amazing track, but there's gold on that album. It's peak doom funny, doom witty. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, it's the funniest thing he's done. For sure. Don't get me wrong. Like I love the old Adult Swim stuff. I want to talk about that actually more than anything, right? Because um, I was listening to Danger Doom, and like you hear Space Ghost, and you hear Zorak, right. 
and there, and you hear one of the <laughs> one of the tracks one of the tracks that I included on my playlist Harvey from Burton. that is Corn Dogs. Yeah, Corn Dogs is a twelve ounce mouse reference. Yeah, <laughs> like that's some weird obscure stuff that disappeared with time. What's your favorite um, old school Adult Swim show? Like the old the original some of the like maybe let's say first five years Adult Swim show. Uh, first five years, it's probably C Lab. Like C Lab twenty twenty one is amazing. <laughs> Just even thinking about it cracks me the fuck up, man. I wonder if it's. Uh, I wonder if it's. Uh, it's, it's still funny. I bet it is. You know that listening through Danger Doom and, and catching the No Names track that <laughs> opens with with the Black Debbie reference <laughs> is like that entire bit is hilarious. Like, oh my god. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, why is she black dead? <laughs> like the opening line, the, I can't remember the doctor's name, but he's, Debbie was telling me, and he just gets interrupted by Stormy. She stopped screaming long enough to talk. <laughs> it's just like, like that, that show is so much funnier than it had any business being, and it was super weird. And there would be episodes, they were only 11 minutes long, but it would be the most random plot. That they could come up am with. i right in remembering that eric estrada did a voice yeah. for c lab 2021 yeah. right how insanely random what a great show yeah. what a funny show well, you know those guys went on to do gems like frisky dingo and archer that's right frisky dingo yeah. uh, frisky dingo is uh probably my all-time favorite i have them both seasons on dvd oh, sitting in my living amazing. room and i watch it like all the time not all the time but when i want to watch something that's what i so think and i'm mad honestly i'm kind of like archer's good but it's not as good as frisky not dingo as as frisky and i dingo. wish they would have just fucking stuck with that because frisky dingo also, is perfect yeah and killer mike shout out to yes. killer mike on the Tequila. frisky dingo yeah Come i mean on. it's so good frisky dingo. Not get better than Super that but yeah like like i feel like danger doom was like it was Adult Swim capitalizing on a thing that, they, like, they were hip enough to be aware of, yeah. and that's that, like, Mad Villain and and mm Food were like some of the most incredible hip hop put out, like, around that time frame. And they were just like, "All right, get us this guy, get us this guy, and get us an amazing producer." Could be wrong, but I think I read somewhere that, like, maybe Brian Burton was already tapped to do something. And he floated the idea to Doom, who was like, oh, I love Adult Swim. Like, just like us, we're like, oh, yeah, Adult Swim. And I guess for yeah. someone with a history of clearly loving cartoons, he worked so many cartoons. Yeah. And that's not perfect fit. Not surprised by yeah. that. Yeah. It makes me yeah. want to watch If it weren't for him, like, Go ahead, Brian. Fantastic Four and Spider-Man oh, cartoons. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Fantastic Four would have disappeared into obscurity if not for all these like Doom recordings. No one talks about how that like cheese ball started. But see, here's so an fun. interesting thing, right? What he did, he separated like the kind of corny '60s visuals, right, of the cartoon '60s yeah. '70s visuals, and then when you just have the audio, it sounds menacing and yeah. crazy, right? Like he's literally sampling Doom, Doctor Doom's origin in Fantastic Four cartoon. And like if you yeah. watch it, you're just like, okay, this is like some silly ass cartoon. Yeah, but all right. So get, to get back to it, I think Victor Vaughn was my first like Doom like persona awareness. Special blends. I, that was my first exposure to his like beats. Mm -hmm. I think I have a bootleg copy of Special Blends, and there are still songs like Brown Sugar 
right? There are certain mixes on special blends that when I hear the song, I think of the Doom beat, the original beat. <laughs> like, it's just beautiful. To go back real quick to the to, to go back real quick to Adult Swim, I, I promise I'll get out this. I do want to shout out Harvey Birdman, which oh I, yeah, I, which was a couple of times on the Danger Doom record was referred to. Yeah, there's an entire Harvey Birdman trap basket case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so there's a thing that Doom does, and it happens on Mad Villain, and it happens on Danger Doom in particular, and that's that. There'll be a sample that starts, and his lines are actually a completion of the thought that the sample started. The King does that. Yeah, yeah, Basket right, Case right. does that, so right? Famous. And Basket Case closes with Doom defending himself in his court case, and Harvey Birdman trying to like interrupt, and like the crowd supporting the yeah. ridiculous thing that Doom does. There's <laughs> these. He paints such amazing pictures through his albums. Like I mentioned, I think it was before we started talking, but so on Mad Villain, Fancy Clown, which like, if you listen to it, one that sample is incredible that's one of the coolest soul samples in hip-hop i think and so that whole song it sounds like he's forlorn about a girl who broke his heart and then bragging about how like well it's okay because i screwed you over a bunch of ways before you did that but it's actually done as victor vaughn who's pissed because matt because mad villain or whatever has stolen his girl right <laughs> if you look at the if you look at the lyrics it's yeah. i don't know that's that's you if you want a dude who wear a mask all day right. like right like there's some great witty the stuff personas. That track. the personas right yeah like it's a war between his two personas <laughs> it's over a girl that's such a great track. just a whole concept of the different personas and mm. he didn't really try to he didn't really try to do all that much different with his appearance to yeah. differentiate with the personas well, exactly. Like so Victor Vaughn, he did. Victor right? Vaughn, like, right, yeah. That's a, I think that's the only and, one, really. And I think the so the transition it's either the transition between MF Doom to Mad Villain or MM Food to Born Like This. Mm -hmm. The mask changes, like. The mask he's wearing goes from like a homemade doom mask that almost looks plastic yeah. to this like mirrored platinum like <laughs> the one he's wearing like, on that villain. Are you talking about that one? Like on the so Mad villain cover? It's either the the one he's wearing on the Mad villain cover or it's the I think it's actually the the doom born like this mask that okay. gets like because. It goes from having these like really hard angles, like the Mad Villain mask is wider and has harder cheek angles, mm -hmm. but the like Doom Born Like This is, I don't know, man, like he goes from, I think Born Like This is his transition into a much more hardcore persona. Yeah. And it's, to me, it's always felt like the, the melding of MF Doom and Victor Vaughn into this like super villain which he refer starts referring to himself as the supervillain at that point, too. And and I'm going to cop to this, like, straight away, I think. I remember when Born Like This came out, and I didn't love it. 
Like I thought there it were was a couple, hard, man. I thought there were a couple of tracks that I'd like immediately like the Gazillionaire, which was like the Dilla collab. But like without with a few exceptions, I didn't love it. I, I felt like it was there were a bunch of songs that were like I felt like filler or just generic. And then after that I'd check in. I'd give him yeah. like his shit a listen. But I never really loved his stuff after that. And I don't know if that's because of the immigration stuff he was going through or he just didn't have the opportunity to collab the way he did before or I know his son died. So there's a yeah. lot of stuff going on, but it just, it, the energy, the weirdness, the kind of. Well, it, it went to like, it, it kind of like after that album, it felt like other people were taking the opportunity to collab with Doom. And there's a couple of good tracks in the Bishop Nehru, Nehruvian Doom stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that are really good. Mm-hmm. But most of that album is just Bishop Nehru. Right, like, exactly, yeah. Like it, like 10% of that album is Doom. And those tracks are good, but I didn't include any of them on my like final cut because yeah. in the end, even the Doom lines, they don't make up for that feeling of, it's like, and Doom, and this is who Doom's working with now. If I like the Zarface, the Zarface stuff, mm-hmm. but like the Zarface and Doom album, still just doesn't. I haven't got to where I, that's that's not the period of Doom. Yeah, and and I think maybe that's just like a function of like I said, my Doom like my Doom sweet spot, like to me to me, Mad Villainy and uh, food. Those are like his like masterpieces. Like I, I put Doomsday. Yeah. Doomsday. There's a lot of stuff on there. You know, maybe if he cut it down to twelve tracks, I would also give it like legendary status. But like those those records, holy shit. I, I mean, mean, Mad. I almost didn't want to cut Mad Villain into this because it was so fucking hard to cut <laughs> tracks off of Mad Villain. Like Mad Villain is maybe like peak witticism. Like he's super tight. There's not a lot of filler lines. Almost every other line is the completion of a new joke or a tie-in. The, like, the, it's the tight beats. and hilarious. The beats, too. I feel like the yeah. beats work really well with his his style. Yeah. And that's hard to say, because like, he, he made his own beats, and they worked really well, too. But yeah. the, the Mad but, Lib beats yeah. with his, with his voice... With weird, his voice. Like, accordion was just playing, and that beat is incredible. It's just two weird people. It's so smooth. Two weird people on the same weird-ass wavelength. Yeah. And again, this is, okay, so Mad Villainy, what, 2004, right? Something like that? Yeah, 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 okay. I think it's, like, November 2004. 2004. What was, like, who was the king in hip-hop around that time in, like, 2004? It was, like, 50 Cent. It was very different times. Like, it was completely outside of the mainstream of what was going on in in hip hop, so so it's March two thousand four that Mad Villainy drops. Yeah, it, it and, was, and for I think for heads like at this time, like this was that kind of dream that dream collabo anyway. Like Mad Lib had done some really fantastic beat Quas- albums. Quasimodo, yesterday's new quintet, like his uh, his ability bomb. to play in that like like jazzy kind of stone jazzy space was fantastic yeah anyone listening like anyone listening 
Go get that Yesterday's New Quintet. Like, anything, basically. <laughs> if you like jazz and you like hip-hop, just dive in, man. This shit yeah. is amazing. I, I, yeah. I played the fuck out of those. The Quasimodo stuff, which is a little bit different. Yeah, I still got, I still have my Public Enemy Quas shirt. Like, uh, yeah. Some, some, Dude, Quasimodo really is amazing. And America's Most Blunted on the Mad Villain album. Yeah. Amazing. I, at the um, time, I didn't like it very much, and I was listening to it a couple of days ago. I was like, fuck, this shit is bomb. This shit is so fucking. Good. <laughs> this so shit is, good. That, that bass line, boom. Bump, yeah, bump. there's also oh, so there's good. a really weird track that's a hundred percent quaz, and that's Shadows of Tomorrow. Yes, yes. Which is like weirdest heavy like space time shit, but it's so. Smooth. Did you hear that, Jenny? Did you um, listen to that, that yesterday? <laughs> it, it's yeah, Shadow. Wait, was it called Shadows of a New Tomorrow? Right? Is that right? Shadows, Shadows of Tomorrow. It's like tomorrow. yesterday's the future. Of yeah. Like yes. Yeah. Pre Today is the present future of yesterday. <laughs> so weird. And it's in it, Quaz's voice. It just bangs. Like, it's so good. Yeah, and, and like for me, so like in terms of our sweater song, Freebird, my Freebird is Rhinestone Cowboy. That's like, of that time frame, Rhinestone Cowboy is maybe peak serious, like talented flow dune. Like, the rhyme scheme on that's like a machine gun. It's so tight mm. and it's played like the end of a concert. Like the fact that it's not the closing track is a mistake in my point because because yeah, he does a full on encore in the song. <laughs> it drops to like a skit yeah. and then the beat returns yes. and he comes back out and drops another like 12 bucks. Yeah, that shit was, that's, a, that's another classic. I don't know if it made it to my mix. What I tried to do with my mix was I tried to cover a bunch of ground and not just like overload on one record or the other. Like the way yeah. I approach it was like, if I was to give somebody that didn't really know much about Doom, like here, get started type of deal. That's the kind of mix I tried to put together. So yeah, like I had to cut a lot of stuff. I had to cut, I had yeah. to cut Deadbent, which is like one of my favorites off of, on Doomsday. And so I think, so the the Mad Lib collab, Mad Villainy, to me is, it's his greatest collab, there's no doubt, it'll never be repeated. To me, it was like the perfect meeting, it was like, and yes, you're right, anyone that was into like underground hip hop in that time, just they like were frothing salivating at this, holy shit, this was amazing. And, and supposedly there is a Mad Villain too that, that's never come out. That, that Mad Lib has the tapes for. Yeah. That's been like rumored of dropping this coming year. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've always been. And yeah, it's so good. It's so perfect. To me, it's like one of those. It's lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Classics like, of hip hop like, can never be re reproduced, replicated. So I'm not holding out a ton of hope. But, but it'll be nice to hear, like, it'd be nice to hear a return to that. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Yeah. So. Go ahead. I, I was just going to try I know we brought up the Adult Swim Danger Doom thing, but so I made the joke about Fats of Yearn being like maybe his funniest song, but he does like the lines in this are hilarious. So all pro check the stats, his styles. Uh, all right. So it's like everybody talking about pistols, Gats is boring. He came with a new topic to flip you. Fats of Yearn. Yeah. All pro check the stats, his style scoring. 
while you're at it, double check that Chris Dolly report. It's hilarious. <laughs> Like, the whole thing is there's this great segment where he's talking about sometimes you're in the studio and you've got to go and you don't want to kill the mood. Yeah, it's so good. Um, It's just, it's disgusting and smart and incredibly fun. So, Jenny, um, hold on. I'm going to play just real quick, loud, that thing we were talking about. The vibrations are different. This is like one of the tracks on Mad Villain that it's a great sample, weird vocals, weird vocals. Yeah, the bass line, or whatever that is, the, the droning underneath. There's a most death, most death song that I swear uses that. Um, do you guys know which one I mean? Yes, but I don't remember the name. Yeah, I think you're... I want to say Ghetto Rock. Maybe. I think I know what you're talking about. Alright, I'll have to look that up for the after party. Uh, mo- most around this time was also amazing too. Yeah. So. But I think all I want to throw in here is that, like, definitely the everything up to. up to Danger Doom, all of Moon Food, all the special herb stuff. Mouse, Mouse in the Mask, Mad Villain, Operation Doomsday, like all that stuff, I agree is like the sweet spot, obviously, of Doom. And when I got around to to Born Like This, I felt a little bit, I, I was just real disappointed because it didn't sound like him anymore. It was like, where did the samples go? Where Everything I loved about the earlier stuff, this was like not really that, it sounded like just a generic, it sounded more like just your average rap song that was coming out then and i was like oh i I think it tries to be harder i think that album tries to be harder in a way that mm food was like it was more chill i don't know again mm food dealt with some really like serious topics like yeah the whole but it always did it in a way that was engaging and i just felt born like this just lost my attention and granted gazillionaire is a good song and it made my list yeah but that was the only one. The rest of it, I was like, mm. So I think you're onto something here, though. Because for me, and actually, this is like for me, maybe the issue I have with Danger Doom, right? Is Danger Doom is so, like, well produced, right? It's everything is perfect. Danger Mouse is like a, is, is a good producer. The loops sound perfect. And what I love about Doom is like some of his more scuffed up shit. Do you know what I mean? Like where the loop isn't like quite right or there's something weird about it or like the way that the sample was chopped is there's something off about it and it feels like he's not maybe not using like the best equipment in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and to me that like sound makes it sound different, right? That made it sound different than basically anything else in hip hop and gave it character and made it feel like it breathed a little bit. And honestly reminds me of what I loved about Wu-Tang. Like when Wu-Tang first came out. It's like shit, just a little fucking weird. Like it's very raw. It sounded like some people made it in a basement, but it was nothing like anything before and completely changed everything. Born This has a couple tracks that make my cut. And I and absolutely, absolutely is a good song. 
it's maybe the hardest shit he's ever done. It's like straight up going to war with the cops and this is what this sounds like. But there's this great line, it's, it's like a real trife movie. Remember the time that Terminator killed Tukey? It's that weirdness that came around like Tukey, Tukey getting like executed in California while Schwarzenegger could have pardoned him. Right. And it's, it's such it's such a good song, and that's that, which is which is super weird. And Batty Boys, like look, that like, is not age Batty well. Boys, but so but that like this is not an uncommon problem in hip hop, right? The thing that comes across is anti-gay, but it's an incredibly funny track, like in the like position it puts Batman and Robin. Yeah, like that whole segment of Alfred come home, found them both naked, handcuffed to each other just as he suspected. It's hilarious. Well, uh, There's so much. Frederick Wortham was right. Frederick Wortham was a psychologist that basically got like comics, like basically made comics disappear for 20 years because he basically claimed that like comics were teaching kids to be violent and or gay <laughs> and yeah, yeah. like bat and he pointed to batman and robin like robin wearing like yeah. basically little short shorts all the time and his, I don't know, <laughs> all right yeah. so there's a great line about superman it's like fixing his baby hair messed up wavy girl under the cape the back of the s say baby girl Larry. <laughs> yeah it's like things like that born like this is a harder album in my eyes it, it goes harder it's this super villain persona which is a new thing for him it has its high points like gazillionaire is hilarious is incredibly good um fatty boys is hilarious absolutely super hard there's really good stuff in there mm -hmm. and that's the other thing that makes cutting dooms like catalog really hard just you get albums where, like, it could be Mad Villain. You could just put up Mad Villain. If someone had never listened to Doom before, and they possess the ability to focus in on what an MC is saying and how he's saying it and the way that that changes, Mad Villain's like an amazing test of skill. Like, the way that it bounces one track to the next, the way that it, like, ebbs and flows through these, like, jazz samples that come in a minute 30 of like really well-crafted rhymes and then go back out to again jazz samples like jazz lyricists you know it's super good you could leave it to that album and people would have a wonderful experience so but to go through his whole catalog and start cutting some stuff down gets tricky i do want to talk about his samples on his beats and to me, like, that, I think, so, okay, Peak Doom, if I'm going to be honest, Peak Doom is this record, mm, food, in my opinion. Okay, so what do I love about this record? One, it just got some of his Stone Cold classics where if, like, you were going to teach a class about Doom, you just have to include some of these songs on here. I think beef rap is just, like, required reading, required listening. Yeah, um, one beer, like yeah, just, both of those. Just so yeah. from a lyric standpoint, he might be at his like peak lyrical on this, in, in my opinion. And and he uses a lot of his classic beats in really creative ways. Yes, and that and and yeah. so a lot of the beats on the here had already come out with the special herbs series and. I always, I love the Special Herbs series, it was like basically a collection of instrumental beats that he made. 
because the samples were so different than what you were hearing in hip hop. Like he, yeah. I think he started a lot of the sampling yacht rock stuff, <laughs> or sampling yeah. like easy listening seventies. I mean, like he's, sort of deal. he's got a lot of Doobie Brothers or Steely Dan. Steely Dan, yeah. So I, I feel like he started a lot of that, and this, this, you have to understand, like in hip hop. I'm not saying it never happened. Obviously, we listened to that Biggie record that sampled the Sky's the Limit sample that Bobby. Yeah. Bobby, what the yeah. fuck is his name? I was gonna say Bobby Bland, but I don't think it's Bobby Bland. I was gonna say Bobby Womack, and that's too that's much. definitely not Bobby Caldwell. Yeah, there Bobby you go. Ding, ding ding. I'm sure. I'm sure I couldn't fucking remember it for the quiz, but apparently it's with me now. <laughs> nice, no doubt. Good pull. But anyway, yeah. So it was happening, but I feel like he had the balls to sample. Like in hip hop, like you sample hard shit, hard ass drums. James Brown, you didn't sample this kind of shit, and it's people didn't even know how to rhyme to this type of shit, because it had a different vibe. Like frankly, um, the uh, the song that he sampled for for El Chupa Nibre, like fucking kills me. <laughs> yes. I think it is I, I, the youngest, whitest female, like oldies, like fluff imaginable, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, it works so well. El Chupa Nibre is like in my top three. It's so good. Uh, I like the way I like the way his his flow changes at the end of Sofa King, where he talks about being like brain rat, brain riddled with Rogaine and cocaine, <laughs> and then he does this like weird kind of rhyme pattern that matches I am Sofa King, we Todd Ed. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> it's like blind man no sing, he got red. Like I, it's so. <laughs> Like, it gets so weird. But then, I think maybe it's on... Let, let me interrupt you. Jeff Bezos, if you're listening, he said, We Todd Ed. Okay? Not what yeah, you fucking Yeah, yeah. I am okay? Sofa so. King. We Todd okay, just, Ed. So, yeah. yeah, just TOS. But thanks for watching. <laughs> um, Go ahead. So, yeah, like, like that, that rhyme pattern comes back... I want to think it comes back in maybe in Born Like This somewhere. That syncopated da 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 da. Like he brings that back in a later album, or maybe it shows up in in Mad Villain towards the end of that album. Like my suspicion is that because they all dropped at a similar time frame, we're looking at like an 18 month window between like. March of 2004 and like June of 2005. Mm -hmm. I think they were all kind of being written at the same time. And it's incredible like how on point he is for those albums. Obviously, Danger Doom is the more throwaway of the three. Like Mad Dylan is maybe like maybe the most commercial and MM Food is just where he gets to like play with who he is in this like super refined way. I think Danger Doom um, is probably the most commercial just because of the tie-in with Adult Swim and stuff. I know there's some yeah. obscure references, but this... The, but this but yeah, Aqua Teen are all over it. Brack is all over it. Like, <laughs> I love like, it. That, their money makers are all over that. The Brack, show, the Brack Show, another... Only two seasons, another super underrated Adult Swim. Um, yeah. Early show. Andy Merrill. Andy love, Merrill, we need more Brack. Love the Brack show. Fuck, I, so many of those great shows. Can we yeah. talk about... There's a running... Um, oh, go ahead, go ahead. 
There's a and there's like a running like voicemail gag with Meatwad throughout the entire thing. Where it's like Shake. Meatwad just it's where sh it's Shake. Yeah, it's Master Shake. Yeah, yeah. So there's the there's Meatwad and Carl that are interacting. Yeah. Around Shit. Meatwad trying yeah. to like Shake's trying to get on the album, and there's yeah. like three or four skits around him leaving voicemails. But it just like disappears and pops up like randomly throughout yeah. the album. <laughs> Yeah. There's a skit where where Space Ghost is like, like you're trying yeah, to yeah, take you're my gonna show. come take my show. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not Doom. Space Hose Coast to Coast. <laughs> like, right. dude, Space Hose is such a great song. Yeah. yeah, I think that one made my. It's yeah. I, yeah. Look, if Mad Villain was like the like peak intersection of hip hop heads in in that time frame, like like Adult Swim being worked into that mix is a really interesting Venn diagram of like stoners who listen to obscure hip hop. It's just so gorgeous. Here's the thing, like, like, I, and I think the reason it made a, his stuff made a connection, like one, like I said, that extraneous story, which is like a real thing. Yeah. So there's the real story. He made it in hip hop, drop out the yeah. label, brother dies, goes into hiding. So there's the real sort of drama. And then there's the fictional story, metaphor, right, of the Doctor Doom and all that stuff. And yeah. then all the other personas. But I also think, yeah. I also feel like, okay, there was a certain kind of hip-hop fan that was actually listening to lyrics and was probably really bored with what was in the mainstream. You have to understand, like, Rakim used to be in the mainstream of hip-hop before hip-hop itself was the mainstream. Right. And so, like artists like that like you had to listen to the lyrics that was the thing you listened to the lyrics and around that time there just wasn't I don't know it just wasn't so like you have a guy whose lyrics are very dense and I feel like with him I think a lot of us fans at that time we just felt like we're in on a secret a little bit that other people yeah. don't really understand because they're not giving yeah. him a chance because his voice sounds a little weird or the beats sound a little scuffed up or he's sampling fucking Doobie Brothers and Steely Dan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the windows into like, like real stuff, right? There's a track where I think it's Con Carne or Con Queso. I think it's Con Carne where it's on YouTube. He's talking about sub rock, sub rock the hip hop Hendrix. This song goes out to sub rock the hip hop Hendrix. What? Like you get these little windows into Doom's life. Yeah. For someone who's like super private, there are these little tiny windows, and JJ Doom has a lot of that around the deportation piece. Right? There's a lot of lines around not deported, like it'll get sorted out quick. Yeah, if you listen through the lyrics of that album, it, it comes back to that a lot. And it's interesting the things he chooses to drop into these songs when he's so distant and persona. The, the song Question Mark, which is on Operation Doomsday, so that made, that was that's the last track on my, on my starter mix. Yeah. And that, so that is all about Sub Rock, his brother. And again, yeah, you're right. It's like he chooses he picks and chooses where he's going to insert his like sort of personal story um yeah the last thing i was going to get at with connected with me back then is like the feeling and the vibe like i don't know i was too broke to go to the fucking club every night do you know i didn't i wasn't yeah. that guy 
and so I just didn't feel a lot of the music that was coming out, like I said, in the mainstream, beyond the lyrics, even just not my thing. So like he spoke to an audience that wasn't really feeling that shit. At like yeah. the right time, the perfect time. And I feel like that's a big part of, that's a huge part of the success. And that was like a really critical time that he stepped in. Do you remember? So I lived in Philly at that time. I had access to like hip hop radio. Like when I would like drive somewhere or I had, I had a Walkman with a radio on it. <laughs> I'd be walking around the city and listening to hip hop station. And so I knew all the mainstream stuff. It was like Cameron, Dipset, and all this yeah. stuff. And no disrespect. Like a completely different world. From yeah. You. And so it's to hear like just some guy yeah. that comes with something a very different vibe something very different I don't know it's really cool it's not like I hated the other stuff but this just fit a spot for me yeah yeah it hit a sweet spot that, that I needed at the time Can we hey just... I gotta talk for one second okay uh, that's cool uh, Jenny do you want to talk about um, you want to talk about some rap snitch knishes I do as, as I a... mean well always <laughs> As the podcast's lawyer. <laughs> I haven't agreed to represent any of y'all, so... No, just kidding. Sorry, um, let, me, let me find it. Hold on, let me just find Because this is, like, wrong. This is, like, totally wrong, the, the thing we're... So, I was watching, like, a video, and I think we've played... I think it's come up in our after party somewhere before... A video of most deaf talking about doom and yes. he was like raps and it's conditions he's come on the thing about selling crack is it's supposed to be a secret and i was just <laughs> giggling about that to myself today because i was like that's what i've been saying for fucking ever you're saying the quiet part out loud stop it yeah if anyone ever has the vast misfortune to ever decide to go to law school and is suffering through that <laughs> I'll leave I'll leave more adjectives out of it but I remember that I started listening to this uh, like Chris had suggested uh, mm food to me and then I had just started like 2L year I think and I had criminal procedure and this is about as perfect a musical accompaniment or description or soundtrack as you can have for criminal procedure as you're ever gonna find because criminal procedure as a class reading through the book it read and i'm sure this is why i became a criminal lawyer is because i would read these stories and i would just go my god like these are real people and they really did that and it was just all so insane it was crazy and i don't mean insane oh you're insane if you deal drugs but it was just like people being blatant or just like not thinking about what they were doing i remember there was a case where some dude named twin shitty was beefing with someone it's like and this is the stuff you would read every day and so i would go down after class every every i don't know tuesday thursday whatever it was and i would work in the law library and i would sit there and listen literally to Rapsnishkish's on repeat when I was like studying, when I was doing like working in the law library. So this is like something that very much 
I feel was not only like helpful to my legal education in a way, but was very comforting and just like to this day cracks me up. It just it just cracks me up. It's like I, I, I love listen. I love that you can get you can get like sage like legal advice from this song. <laughs> and he's right and Def most Def is right. Like you're saying the quiet part out loud, guys. Do your drugs, like whatever you're doing, do it, but just stop making it so damn easy to get yourself sent away because as I have been dealing with for the last two years, you go away for a long fucking time. A long years, life, like decades. Yeah. It's not a short stint. Right. Stop telling on yourselves. Well and, and also this part yeah. where he's get your grandma back. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. Come I mean on. Yeah, it'd be funnier, I guess, if it didn't fucking happen to people. And, so, and now you have social media too, right? Just like yeah. yet another oh. yet another way people snitch oh. on themselves. There have <laughs> not my clients, my coworkers' clients have been like this never happened. And then it's just so weird because our investigator just pulled it all up on Facebook Live videos. Like, why would you do that? People putting their thought into that nonsense. That's unbelievable. And Private. it's something with the like running thread with the kids right with me is like they're at the age where they snitch on each other all the time they're telling on each other all the time and like i'm like hey first off don't snitch. this is my project like, first off don't snitch on your sister and then like josephine get over here you know like, like i got it it's like judge jury executioner basically yeah now that you have snitched yeah. i have to deal yeah. with it but also like but no. at least first i say don't snitch on your sister that's very important sure. don't snitch and, and and then you prove how valuable it is to <laughs> snitch as their sister gets in well they also yeah. they do they are familiar with the thing that people say about snitches oh that phrase yeah that, <laughs> they and they even know the addendum somebody <laughs> like, copyright that phrase i don't understand why you're no, not i'm not I, I just you know i mean i think everyone knows what happens to snitches Okay. Right? They, get, they get britches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. What's funny, Josephine sometimes will she'll say she'll add her own addendums, right? So snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. And then she'll be like, and get and also get pinches. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like Mm, not a hip-hop career that doesn't quite work <laughs> i don't see how you're after you're in a ditch like a pinch really would matter but i'm not come up with something better yeah it's also not snitches <laughs> hey man it's a near rhyme dude she's being very creative it's, doom does a lot it, of near it, rhymes it, yeah <laughs> no and, and that was another thing i wanted to bring up about doom is that he does some near rhymes but he also does some rhymes where he expects the listener to fill in the blanks do you guys like do you know what i'm talking about oh, he'll just cut off the line yeah he'll like he'll build the rhyme and then drop it on the last word yes. of the rhyme yeah. and expects you to fill it in with your brain yeah of course and That's he does he he does one of those where it's like she had a grip on the tip of ma and then he drops off and then the next line <laughs> picks up is thick now yeah. give me my pen it's, oh, he's it's so like he's now. playing on this thing that he created. Because I don't know anybody else that does that, where they'll rhyme 90% of the lines and then drop on the last part and let you fill it in with your head because if you're listening close, you'd know what the word is, right? Yeah. But then to make a joke on the fact that he's been doing that for years by like letting you fill it in with 
the word dick and then like countering that with like think no like it's like your friend uh, like telling you i don't know what you're thinking man but you're not like like they're trying to make you into the pervert or make you into the like cusser i don't know why you why would you think something else right. i was talking about my pen well, like so it's funny because i don't think he's like thought of in like the realm of the witty rap the witty rappers are like the funny rappers right but there are some lines in there that There's are some really solid hilarious and i think in beef rap like i think then and in that very famous most deaf video like he points this out but I remember the first time I heard the beef rap, the third verse, which is the one about like stripping males, <laughs> like about rappers. Yeah, stripper males out. been out of work since they shut down trip. That, that line, I At remember least... just busting out laughing like the first time. I keep the shirt on. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember which one it was anymore. But when I was playing this in the la over the last couple of days, there's one of these that contains the phrase skeet until her feet meet and like we just <laughs> lost it we really lost it at that and one of them has selling poop on ebay and it's weird because the way yeah, yeah. i listen to these songs you guys are listening really closely to the words but i'm not and so i have these moments where like all of a sudden just out of this general like awesome song like i'll just catch a phrase and it just is like that that's what happened it was just like yeah. Sell your poop on eBay, and I was like, Di "Wait, what?" <laughs> Di digest, digest the fruit and sell the poop on, on eBay. eBay. Yeah, yeah. There's also a great also, line. I think, in, that, uh, I think in the line JJ. Is, I think the line is "out of work jerks" since they shut down Chippendales. It's like so. Yeah. So it's yeah. got the internal rhyme. It's got the nice little yeah. like internal rhyme. <laughs> Slayed me when I first heard it. Yeah, there's so many witty lines. Damn it, I had one. In it's like impossible but, to cover all. Because I think when we were thinking about what's the challenge going to be this time, I think I suggested, yeah. hey, we pick our wittiest lines. Yeah, there's that, a million that's videos so on YouTube. Difficult. It's so tough. It's so tough. There's a million videos yeah. on YouTube. Go look up like MF Doom lyric video, and yeah. there's a ton. You can, you know, especially if you're not, if you're like Jenny, maybe you're not like super tuned into the lyrics in hip hop. There's lyric videos, lyric videos or lyric breakdowns where people will go like line by line or there's also genius.com. Yeah. So like you have any number of resources, there's, right? Like, there's a, I think it's a line in Governor on the JJ Doom album. He's, they used to sell fake CDs and now they sell fake weed, MCs, smoking trees. Turns out it's potpourri. Like that <laughs> shit is genius. It's so like... There's so many great pieces of Doom, like witticism, is, is that like is Doom the he delivers player? it in a serious manner. But man, he's got a sense of humor that is, is sharp and fast. Is Doom the, the hip hop Mitch Hedberg? I don't know about that. I think that's I think you're reaching on that. No, he's, no. I don't think he's quite Mitch Hedberg. Like. I think there's more going on to the way that he makes the reference, whereas Mitch Hedberg, it's, it's really it's literally an alternative like, way to think about the statement. But yeah. but yeah, it's literally it's like two it's, um, really kind of 
What I might link those two up with is just like their delivery. They're just very matter. Like they're, Dry. you know, what they're saying is hysterical, but it's just the delivery is very just like matter. Yeah. 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 yeah I can see that. The reason I brought it up just because of the punchlines. He's he's so good with the punchlines, and like Mitch Hedberg's whole thing is the punchline. That's it. Like it, he's got two. His bits are no longer than like a couple minutes ever. The thing about Doom is. He does, I think you're right, Ryan, he does have these kind of bigger, like the whole food project that had like a consistent theme throughout. He refers to things he said before, so like it's a bigger vision, whereas like Mitch Hedberg was really all about the one-liner, two-liner, three-liner jokes. That was like, yeah. that was his bread and butter. I just think Doom is like a very talented punchline writer. Yeah, I think he's also super underrated for like how crazy he gets with the internal rhyme schemes. Just like there are lines that like almost every other syllable rhymes internally with each other, and he's maintaining like the whatever A B A B, or he's like rapping over the bar and just doing all the cool shit that like an MC that with a lot of talent like does. Yeah, he's not about providing like a particular like rhyme scheme or his flows are similar but but that he puts the work in so changing up what he's delivering even from album to album and i think we were talking earlier about the tonal differences of born like this and him and food and i like him and food is fantastic he didn't try and do him and food again operation doomsday was incredible for the time that it drops he doesn't try and make another one of those it's not and that's why like the Mad Villain 2 idea seems a little strange because he doesn't do a lot of like returns to the same thing. Mm -hmm. I guess he did two Victor Vaughn albums. The second but, Victor Vaughn you know. album is, I don't love it, but it's interesting because it's a very different sound like beat wise. And he has, I, I did include one on my mix. I did include one on my mix from there called, with Cool Keith. I think it's called nice. Doper Skill. And it's like early Starface. Yeah, and the the I've always felt like him and Cool Keith together, that's an interesting, cool pair. And he actually there's a lot of there's a lot of cool Keith I hear in him too. And if again, if you're interested, if you're watching, you're listening, go check out the Ultra Magnetic MCs and yeah. Dr. Octagon and o Octagon Ecologist is an amazing album. Yeah, yeah. Now go, yeah, go check that shit out. That was the hot shit back in the late '90s, if, if I recall correctly. Yeah. But the Ultra Magnetic MCs from the '80s, and there's a bunch of cool shit from back then too. Okay, do you guys want to kind of cover like any songs we haven't talked about from our mixes that you feel like we should spend some time on, play, and shoot the shit about? Any? Tell me, did any of yours jump out? Definitely. So, if you I'll, ask me, I'm going to be like, yeah, the first 12 of them at minimum. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about rhymes? I, yeah, I, I love that. I think it's, it's amazing to see. We have a lot of variation across our three lists. We do, actually, yeah. That was pretty we cool. We have a lot of variation across our three lists. So wait, what and do we none have? Of, none of them are a bad call. <laughs> and that's a sign of a true, like, a great artist, a great musician, yeah. is that we have three mixes, and yeah, there's not a ton of overlap. Like, not a ton. Like, I look on your list and I'm like, oh, thank God they got that one. Because I really wanted to include 
like deep fried friends that entire song is amazing incredible the way he chews through like friendship and the different ways that like friendship plays out in life that's such a solid track what is the name of actually see what we've got to we've gotten common on these how low can you go? Like, <laughs> I hear this beat yeah. and I hear Chuck D after it. Special Blends how, was so solid. Do you understand how, like, the this is another one of those songs where, like, the sample, to me, no one would have the balls in hip-hop at the time to sample, like, this kind of sound and try and rap over it? No way, man. This yeah. is, like, too mellow, too... It's, it's a little cheesy yeah. kind of horn, but it works. Horn. <laughs> that's that's good you chose the word horn. Synthesizer. This is a keyboard somewhere. It is a there's keyboard. A, You're right. Like it's a, like a synthesizer. Straight up like a horn on like a knockoff Casio. Exactly. But it sounds fucking good. It sounds. It, it, it works. It works, right? Like, I love that shit. I know that you guys don't have this problem as much as I do, which is all the time for me. But if you're ever like doing work that you really have to focus hard on and you can't deal with lyrics like special nerves and spices good is yeah fucking really chill listen all the way like i could put that on and do a million things like i could work to yeah. that because so it wouldn't really was, be like interrupting this is an interesting thing i was really noticed. happy to see that they put out a collected box set of that because it used to be really hard to get certain pieces of that totally yeah uh, so, it's really nice to see you can get zero through nine in one box set on a streaming service that's I'm so thankful for that. So I remember there was a period of time where I was missing like five through seven, I think, on my collection. Do you guys know the YouTube like live playlist, lo-fi hip hop radio? Have you ever come across that? Mm-hmm. So it's basically yeah, just like sure. someone playing back to back to back hip hop instrumentals that are chill, mellow, and the idea is like yeah. you, just, you would work to them. So like that. And, and it's funny because I'm looking through some of the comments in Special Herbs and one of the comments is these are the OG lo-fi beats to relax slash study to. And I totally, sure. I'm totally agree, agreeing with that. Cause yeah. And, and it, what's weird is like a new generation is like getting into that stuff like now. And I'm totally like, oh fuck, man! If you like this shit, let me turn you on to yeah. Black Moon, fucking Buckshot, and all the amazing shit that we were listening to in the '90s and early aughts. Because there's yeah. so so much cool stuff. Um, yeah, and this this is a, I hear Mont Deep every time I hear it. This is Annie. This is the Annie. Yeah. At some point, Alonzo just play a couple seconds of mm-hmm. fen- just a little bit of Fenny Greek because I'm not. I, I feel like fun. it belongs to a song, but are yeah. We, is so this is yeah. Nah. No, no, mm-hmm. is it? I think it is. According to YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So, the, it, is it, I, which does this line up to? Because most of them I could pick out, and I'd be like, oh, that's that song. Oh, that's that song. Um, so I don't know if this lines up one. to a Doom track. I don't think so. But it lines up to the Special Blends album. Also, this is on special blends right this is who's the mc on this i don't remember it's thematic focal point i don't remember ah shit i can't remember and jenny it's really cool that you included a bunch of the special herb stuff because i didn't at all i'm glad you did but yeah it's a good call because 
<laughs> well, there were a lot of them that I that I was listening to, and I was able to be like, oh, that's that song. Oh, that's that song. Right. And then there were just a few that I couldn't. I was like, because I remember when the Food album came out, and I remember people being like, oh, I'm disappointed. Half the beats are Special Herbs, and I was like, I'm not disappointed. This shit is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this shit is awesome. No, it, it was exciting to hear him rhyme over a lot of these. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I left special herbs off for the most part. I think Burdock, Burdock Root, I included that. But, and, and it's because, it's because blends is so good. Like, yeah. special blends, this is, I can't remember who this is, but it's like, Jail for MC Assault. Y'all are just jealous because it's my fault. Play some of those I special can't... blends here in a second. Dude, special blends. Like, it's, yeah, I, I, I agree that Special Herbs is great if you're trying to focus on a thing and you need to cut out lyrics. But if you're a hip hop head and you dig into special blends, the way that they mix some like crucial hip hop tracks into Doom Beats is just absolutely stunning the only disappointing part is that for some of the songs it's only the first two verses and then they don't include the last verse because it's matching the song up to the beat and not extending the beat for the song um he, but man special blends is so dude good. And the, these prog samples like because he was doing this shit before everything like again now it's like common now any hip-hop will sample anything at all back then it wasn't like that like no. Just the balls to sample this, and then put, and it's so and then put that 808 behind, put that 808, yeah. like the 808 drums, and I mean I don't know, that's just money, and it still sounds good. Like how did he anticipate? Because with that special herbs, that's the other thing. Back then, people weren't putting out hip hop instrumentals as like albums or records or anything you could buy. Like you, would, yeah. the way you would get an instrumental would be, it would be. A B-side. Like a single, right? It would be a, a single, right? And it would be, you'd get the song, you'd get the instrumental, you'd get the acapella. Like, you'd get the vinyl, and you play the vinyl, and that's what was on it. So, like, to put out a whole collection of the instrumentals back then, and now there are I people mean, that make hip-hop instrumentals, just the instrumentals, no vocals, and that's all they do. And that's all they put out. And, and if you want to talk about Persona, here's... Yet another of the MF Doom personas is Metal Fingers Doom. Metal Fingers. As opposed to Metal yeah. Face Doom. These Metal yeah. Fingers be holding. Hot shit. <laughs> yeah. Let me turn on, let's see here, volume three. What's on volume three? I love this. This is... Yeah. This Actually, it went first because if I had a choice, I would choose this over the lyrics version. But it's not Doom, it's just... So whatever her I don't forget her name and she's not like that great in, in my opinion so no. yeah I can't remember which track this comes up to there's a couple tracks Genesis yeah so there's some really but if you go back to Agrimony it's even it's even stripped down further like Lovage and Agrimony I think are the same except for one of them is just the single component and Agrimony is like the stripped the most stripped down version and then Lovage yeah. has the extra added on, and then Guinnesses has the lyrics. It's just like layers and layers. <laughs> There's, okay, what is the Deep Fried? Can someone look up what's the Deep Fried Friends, like original fried special fried herbs? Food. Yeah, because that, I remember hearing that on the special herbs first. Um, I don't also, know which volume this, it's on. 
this so, is, this is uh, it's myrrh. It's myrrh. This is. Do you know what volume? This is that's that. By the way, this is on Born Like This. Yeah, which made my cut. Which made like, my cut too. Yeah, because he like sings on it. Yes. It's yeah. So, <laughs> so different. Do you know which volume yeah. it was? Myrrh. No, I'm I'm a few steps away from finding it. Um, it's probably in the first three, I think. Really? I think so. It's like funny to see which ones he used and which ones he didn't. I guess I can put it in here. All right. No, it's all good. It's all good. All good. All good. Oh, so this is on volume one. Okay, cool. Yeah. But see, okay, here's the interesting thing about this. He already knew he was going to make the song about friends because... Yeah. The first, because Before that first you go thing, any further, that's that's from... Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. And oh wait, wait, is it Curtis Blow? Fuck, man. Uh... I should fucking know this. I'm gonna have to turn in my hip hop card right now. Because <laughs> Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five did White Lines. I can't remember who did Friends. Is Houdini? Fuck, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm turning in my hip-hop card right now. Here you go. There you go. Ooh, Take it away. Me. Take it away. Yeah, but as soon as I heard that, like, you, sh you hear that, there's a reason he's going to be sampling yeah. that, right? So it made sense. I I'm sure he knew, he had an idea of what he wanted to do with this already when he made the beat. Nowadays, right? wouldn't even make a worthy enemy. Like, there's so many. That, like, that song is so good. That song is so money. I actually really potholders, but I don't think that was a special herb beat. I don't think that's his beat actually. But I really like that beat and that concept too. Because yeah. like some of it is like alluding to holding like a weapon. Some of it's so it's like takes that concept in a lot of different ways, right? Like I was just trying to match up all of our lists and I, I think we have three that made all three of our lists. That's we it, wow. <laughs> all caps. We got Sofa King and Beef Rap made all three lists. Nice. I feel like all cast nice. has to make there the list. There are several that I have in common with the two of you, but not all three of us. Like, nice. Rapsnitch Kishes was a two. Uh, Fancy Clown was a two. That You Raps two had That's That. Rapsnitch uh, Kishes was, that was one of those songs that I almost left off my mix for lack of space. Because I knew one of you would put it on. Yeah, no, I actually see, in fact, I, uh... le left it off my list because I knew Jenny was going to put it on there. So we, I knew we were going to yeah. get to it. No, so... um, as you can see, I didn't trouble myself with things like length limits at all here. But, <laughs> yeah, uh... I, I appreciated that when I went in because I was trying to, like, I was trying to cut it down. Like originally, it was just going to be like uh, food, mad villain, and danger doom. And I was gonna leave everything else because leave everything else out because that's my like peak poet laureate like doom time frame. But when I saw yours was like twenty six tracks, I was like, oh, thank God! Like, <laughs> I could include some of the other things that I want to talk about, like yeah. Ray Dawn, dude, Victor Vaughn, Ray Dawn, and Mister Clean. Both of those tracks have these insane beats that he rhymes over. Do you want to talk about? Okay, let's talk about let's talk about questions first because that's the only one I saw on my list that I really want to talk about and yeah. briefly mention. Yeah, yeah. It. It's one of the last songs on Doomsday. Maybe it's the last song. I can't. Remember. If it's not the last song, it should be. But 
this is, I think, his most personal song ever. And it's a lot about sub-rock and a lot about what has been happening in his life. And I remember hearing this shit and just feeling the fuck out of this. This is like, people weren't doing like songs like this to me is in the tradition of Pete Rock and CL Smooth, like T-Roy, they reminisce. Like songs of like regret and sadness and like reflection, which is not something, frankly, that you find a ton in hip hop. At least mainstream hip-hop. And so for me, like, I remember listening to this and just being like... Like, there was a lot of interesting stuff going on in Doomsday. But this, to me, is just my zone. I feel like... I feel... I feel like that sadness, like, of reflecting on, like, things you lost or reflecting on friends you lost. I like... Like, this mask is a little bit more Doom mask, too. It's almost like... It's a mixture of Doom and, like, Phantom of the Opera, almost. It's a really interesting <laughs> yeah. mask. Well, this is definitely looks like a plastic mask. <laughs> yeah. And this is, like, Doom. Also, like, Wu-Tang era. This is, to me, yeah. this is, like, when... Uh, do you remember, Do you remember like, the very first Wu-Tang music videos called Protecting Neck? And yeah. it's just... You literally see, like the VHS like timestamps like in the corner and it's just them it's like shot shittily and it's just them there's no there's really no chorus it's like very like raw but it's like immediately you're like okay I've never heard anything like this before and this is how I feel about Doomsday and he made a bunch of music videos this is actually a real music video he made a bunch of music videos for this stuff We, we can check it out in the after party but this was my last song on the starter, my starter mix, because to me, it's right. just, yeah, it's a, it's one that I very have, I, I have a deep affinity for, and I feel like if you don't know this song very well, like at the end of the day, like you're not completely connecting with his like story. So what, what do you got, Ryan? So pull up Victor Vaughn, Mr. Clean. Like, Mr. I feel like Mr. Clean's an interesting, yeah. This is such a crazy beat to choose to rhyme over. Yeah, this is a definitely unusual beat. Yeah, he makes some really interesting choices. And like, for the Vic Vaughn stuff, it's really just a dark hoodie. It's, it's like in that video for a second. <laughs> right. This is, you know what this kind of reminds me of? Um, Oh. Man. Yeah, I'm gonna hand it my hip hop card. Angles. Protect the angles or something angle. Work the angles by dilated people. Ah, this kind of wow. beat, so I don't think you need to hand in your hip hop card every dialogue. I mean, okay. Work, work the angles. The beat reminds me of that, which is kind of, it's just an unusual rhythm. And it's like, how do you catch the yeah. beat on this sort of thing? It's tough. He still has what I would call the doom flow. Yes. It's a little more. It's a little. He. It's funny because like sometimes like he'll rhyme on a beat and I don't think he gives too much of a fuck about. He doesn't. It's not that he doesn't give a fuck about the beat, but he's just gonna do his thing. And then I feel like this one he he is very intentionally trying to flow on this beat or trying to accommodate this the weirdness of the rhythm of this beat. But I feel like this comes up again and that's that, right? Like, also a weird beat. Corn dogs, both 
con queso and con carne on food. There's some really trippy tracks out there that he rhymes over that he nails. Yeah. Okay, Jenny, is there any other songs that you really absolutely want to cover? Really uh, quick. Mm-hmm. And again, we don't have to listen to the whole song, mm-hmm. but to the extent that I want to hear a little bit of El Chupa Nibre for a second because... I test the fruit and sell the poop on eBay. Yeah. No, one of the things about that that I really... The music is perfect, but it's one of the why few songs of his I that I think... I can't... <laughs> I'm not going to talk over that, but... The, where the way that he's rhyming and the rhythm in which he's doing it works so seamlessly into this that it almost seems like a second form of percussion to me. Again, being that person who has never read up on or researched flows or any of this shit, so I'm just talking out my ass at this point. (laughs) But I love the way that the the rhythm of all that he's like right here. It's just so good. Yeah, yeah, look, that's, you know, in really interesting ways. So like on this song, there's another song on Mad Villainy called Operation Lifesaver, where he really talks super low and really mellow and it works perfectly (laughs) right and he does that a bunch on born like this he's like in general his modulating really low um but then in this song then he modulates back up (laughs) when he's rhyming a little bit faster i don't know maybe that's not intentional i have to think it's intentional though because like like I said, Operation Lifesaver, I think that one, there's no way he's not doing that. There's no way he's not doing that intentionally, because it sounds totally different from the rest of the record. And then the other thing I want to touch on, but it should, we should probably end on it, I yeah. feel like. Just listen to all caps for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we can end on it. No, yeah, yeah, cool. I'm to play this. Yeah, I, I almost want to suggest listening to Ron Stone. Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah, this is that Operation Lifesaver where he does. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> All right, okay. Auto mission to ruin this one. Like this one's a shoe in. Yeah. It's so, he's so tight lyrically through these these albums. All right, so this is a actually he had a cartoon video for this. Yeah, yeah. The, oh. And so this is my sweater song. Like all caps is <laughs> this, is this shit song. is like this is a barbed fish hook. Like, if this doesn't get you, nothing. One of the things I wanted to say about this is that when this, when the news of his passing broke, the one thing I thought was really noteworthy and said a lot was that in, just all over the damn internet, people were saying, like, people were saying, like, oh, RIP, MF Doom, and everyone was popping in and correcting them and saying, all caps. They're like, go back, erase it, and put it in letters. Yeah. And I thought that was, like, the nicest, it was a, sh- it was shitty news, and I was sad about it, but that was heartwarming. I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. And it was the same way in, in the Doom album, Born Like This, which when, when it came out, it wasn't MF Doom, it was doom born like this and every track on that album was all caps like yeah yeah it's there there is a thread across his career and it's the rebirth of doom as mf doom and that like villain it's almost like a villainous corruption over time 
as he works toward Doom, which is the supervillain, right? It's super interesting. This is a really cool video. Um, this video is gonna lie. <laughs> it's like if you read comics, you like just there was a part I don't know if you guys noticed where Doom is like stomping through four stories of a building through the panels. Yeah, yeah, that shit's awesome. <laughs> Actually, there's one more song I do want to talk about, which we talked very briefly on, which is my Free Bird. Even if it's on a record I like, and even if it's Dilla on the beat and not Doom. It's a mix, right? Because part of this is a Doom beat, and part of this is... I don't think uh, so. I think that... I think all of think... it is... No, I think this is a Dilla beat. This is on Donuts. This is Dilla as well? Yeah. And both okay. of these, I think, are on Donuts, which was like Dilla's instrumental. But this beat is amazing. We, we don't have to listen to the lyrics. Obviously, it's impossible to do that in this format, but just say, like, you could do a deep dive on these fucking lyrics. Yeah. Very, and the internal rhyming, oh, God, it's just, this is just like a hip-hop nerd's, like, dream to me and the beat is amazing but to me the where the, the thing that takes it over the top is is the part where it flips to the other beat yeah with Dilla <laughs> and the way he does it is that Dilla mix right. mix which is if he wasn't a bunch of Dilla tracks that is that is that's there that's all over what's the was the one where they mix in like Buster Rhymes is rhyming over one of the tracks and posthumous thing dude this beat is so money Don Juan Don <laughs> this beat like, is so money this is like a great freestyle beat get the instrumental like not that these fucking rappers these days could rap a little shit, but this shit's too complicated, man. Oh, no, I'm not gonna lie, there is actually a producer in, like, modern hip-hop that I have respect for, even though they, it doesn't sound very much like this, is uh, this guy named Metro Boomin. I don't know if you know anything oh, yeah. about Yeah, yeah, I do. This is, I guess, confession time. Like, okay. you guys know that, that I'm... Like, this whole thing isn't really, like, my preferred genre, but, like, the little, the smaller Venn diagram of, like, hip-hop and, like, older school stuff, I'm much more inclined to, to be into. But there's, every once in a while, dumb shit will come out that I'm, like, and it's just so, like, mainstream and ridiculous and dumb, and I hate myself for liking it, but, uh, Stir Fry, I fucking love that song. I, gotta, I, I, can't, I can't lie. I have never heard of this dude. Like, completely, he, he, he completely does, under my radar. He does. He did two records with Twenty One Savage, who's also like one of these like new school guys. So yeah, I don't like. Okay, just straight up, I don't really like Twenty One Savage. Like his, he does attempt to rap, but it's like a very boring flow. Whatever, fine. Yeah. But the beats are a lot of stuff. It sounds, it's like, it's modern, so it's like very synthetic, it's not sample based, but it sounds like, and like, menacing in the way, in the spirit of some of the old school stuff. Yeah. So, I dig that, I dig that. We can listen to some in the after party. There's a song that 21 Savage does with J. Cole. Actually, I don't think Metro Boomin is a producer, but we can listen to some new school shit for the young 
young people. <laughs> I just yeah. remember that I was like, oh, I like that song. And Chris was like, oh, you're into Metro Boomin now? And I'm like, who the fuck is Metro Boomin? Like, yeah, it's every once in a while you hear something and you're like, that's kind of all right. That's all right. I guess another thing we could talk about, we can talk about it in the after party, is Doom De La Soul collab, where they do the slowing down, speeding up beat. Yeah. And they pull it off. Which I think he tried to do in that original Doomsday, but um, and it didn't quite work. But that revisit, work. yeah, the yeah, it's called Rock Cocaine Flow. It's good. It's really yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, any, any final thoughts? Any other like any other uh, any addendums now, here? Would you pull up Rhinestone Cowboy while you're at it? Oh then? yeah, sure. That's such a great like closer. The way that like beat is delivered, the way that his rhymes are delivered over top of it. Let me play the fact that it's not. If you don't yeah. mind. Yeah. Anyway, however. <laughs> We're not going to be able, yeah, talking over with lyrics. Oh, yeah. challenging. But I do love this beat. Yeah. Yeah. This it's is like a super classic. smooth. Yeah, I don't know. Doom is a unique MC. It's hard to find anybody nowadays putting out anything that's as challenging as what Doom was when he dropped and what he stayed through his career. And he was able to incorporate pretty fair amount of success, right? Like Mad Villain, Danger Doom. Those were successful efforts and still retain like the Doom qualities. Like things change for sure. We talked about how Born Like This is different from the other albums and how his later collaborations are a little bit different than his solo stuff. But you always got delivered track somewhere in the album. Like he, he stayed challenging things to the very end. It's sad that we're not going to get new Doom from here on out. That's always the tragedy with this stuff. Is yeah. that, you know, he really pushed a lot of the envelopes, and, and that that was going to... That could have very well changed. He could have retreated into obscurity. There's, no, there's like a finite end of this stuff, and that yeah. sucks. And it just reminded me, let me just say, fuck, fuck the migra, chinga la migra. And, and uh, yeah, no shit, man. He never got to come back home, which is some yeah. bullshit. Which is fucked up. I guess I don't need to go on a whole thing about it. The idea that he making, just minding his business and turning out amazing album after amazing album was somehow like not something that we could accommodate is just laughable. It's just the whole policy is. Just... Yeah, fuck I guess, that. I guess I can stop here, but. <laughs> Fuck that, and uh, yeah, R- yeah, R.I.P. Doom, man. He's, he's, he's a, a legend, probably didn't get the attention he deserved, but I think my, my life is richer. Like, my life in music is richer because he came around. I never got to see him in concert, which is a shame, but, and I feel like, again, like, he, to me, he's the hip-hop nerd, he's royalty. He's on the Mount Rushmore of hip-hop nerddom. And, like, I'm not... I like to think about, I like to consider my music. I like to consider what I consume. And like, frequently they mirrored our times. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. You can do such a deep dive. And, and when the after party, we'll play some of his videos and, and talk more about stuff. But there's just a lot there. So go go check him out. I, I, I saw yeah. an article that said that his streams went up a whole bunch. Like, go not that they get much money from that yeah like, not, yeah to what, be yeah. album sales not stream whatever right you're right but if you're gonna stream like lo-fi hip-hop or whatever fucking stream, stream special herbs like 
Yeah. It's on Spotify. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's They're on, all. Uh, it's, okay, I have no idea. I don't use any of that. <laughs> but um, I only use Chris's because I don't. I'm not getting my own. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, go stream special herbs and. You got a gun, other than that, I think yeah. is a good place to call it. Thank you, thank yeah. you for listening.